In the Pits now has a Patreon. Whether you want to get directly involved with the show, have a product or brand you want to promote, or just want to show support, In the Pits Patreon has tiers for all levels. Head to patreon.com slash in the pits paintball podcast to check out the supporter, sponsor, and partner tiers. Opening up a Patreon was a level I could never have imagined getting to when starting this show a year ago. And whether I get a thousand subscriptions or not a single one, I'm still super thankful for all of the support I've received from all of you. Enjoy the episode. In the Pits is partnered with Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Based in Austin and servicing the surrounding areas, these golden eagles will bring life to any event you are having, from birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, corporate events, or even a simple performance to enjoy. Guillermo Padilla, one of their trumpet players, is also a member of the Texas paintball scene. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram to check out some of their past performances, or give them a call to book them for your event today. In the Pits is partnered with Uno's Jerky. Made right here in the state of Texas by J.C. Lamon, Uno's has some of the best tasting jerky around, and each flavor has ties back to Texas paintball. I personally recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Head to unosjerky.com and use code PITS10, where a portion of every purchase will go back into the Texas paintball scene. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even Youth 3v3, there's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players, for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team, paintballfit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Wraps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build a Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at Bem Wraps, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. 
Message GetDat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a GetDat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome, everybody, to episode 61 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is everything is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Victor Abarca, Taylor Munoz, and Brandon Linaldi, players for Texas Demolition and winners of the BunkerFest Texas Shootout. Gentlemen, how are you doing this evening? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having us. Doing pretty good. Thanks for having us. Doing good. Covering from this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Like the, I, I saw so many people like going like like collapsing on the field going down on the field like not just players but staff members refs like it was it was savage out there like the air itself wanted to kill you and like man especially with y'all like basically running what you had six guys on your roster and you won the whole thing so just to be able to do that in in that kind of environment was uh awesome to watch so uh congratulations again to you guys i want to definitely uh dive right into how this past weekend was so um this question is going to be for all three of you so uh this question is brought to us by xtpl events uh you guys competed in the division three x ball division in bunker fest ended up taking home the gold so how was the overall experience playing in the event uh well, I mean, I think the obvious one is it was, it was really hot, right? But uh, beyond that, I think Bunker Fest is always a really awesome event to play. I think the staff is really friendly. They keep the event clean. Um, it really seems like they are trying to look out for uh, this weekend was everybody's safety, but I think normally just making sure everyone's having a good experience. Yeah, great hospitality there. Staff's always fun. Check on us, make sure we're doing good. So overall, it's always a great event. Definitely. It's a one thing I noticed is the games are always on time. They're never running behind schedule. I think that's one thing that they are pretty adamant on is always being on time. Um, schedule runs perfect. No hiccups here or there. It just great overall event. Um, highly recommend it. Yeah, I think uh, just their level of planning and preparation uh, really shined this weekend with uh, having all of that extra stuff like the immersion cooler where you can go and like dip both of your arms in if you were feeling too hot. Um, obviously just waters were everywhere and <clears throat> just constantly like, as far as like the refs and staff, they had like, uh, what seemed like a bigger rotation to be able to, uh, keep their, uh, staff members healthy, but also keep the schedule flowing. Uh, so I think this weekend definitely was a success. Uh, so this question is going to be, uh, for Brandon. So this question is brought to us by Skull Monkeys Paintball. Brandon, you came away with the MVP award this event. And obviously at in the BunkerFest series, the MVP award is a team vote. It's not awarded by the, the webcast or the staff or anything like that, just by your team. Uh, do you think 
for you, was it like a specific moment on the field that sealed that MVP vote? Or do you think it was more of a general performance throughout the entire event? Um, I think if you were to rate it over a general performance for the event, it'd be pretty tough to pick a player on demolition. Um, I thought everybody was playing really well. And then, I mean, you played the layout, so it's very much a team base, hold your zone, communicate it out, right? That's something like it's really tough for an individual player to kind of come out of a layout like that. So I have to say it had to be that, that last move for sure. Definitely the last move. Uh, well, let's hear it from your teammates. Uh, Taylor, do you think it was just that like specific moves or just how Brandon played overall? Well, I think overall he played great, right? We all as a team played fantastic. The finals match, he had not only one, but two very good moves. Um, the second point of the match, he also went down the snake, took out a couple players when it was a low body situation. Uh, we were lower on the bodies than they were. Um, so he had a really good move that second point, which caused them to get a gross major with their last body alive. So then they started the third point down with down three players, only with two players on. Um, so that obviously that move right there, not only gave us one point, but it basically gave us two points off the bat. And then leading into that overtime point, um, we were there and it was a four on four. It was, it was definitely looking like it might go into one-on-ones. Um, as a team, we, we'd rather capitalize on a match than take something to one-on-ones, which is basically a coin toss, right? It's whoever gets that lucky shot on it. Um, so with about a, two minutes left, Brandon looked over to me. We had been talking about uh, doing that up to the 50 run through the inside next to that tall tower on the snake side. Um, and we were holding it, holding it, holding it all day, all event, deciding we we're going to use it at the right time. So he was right next to me. I was in the home, um, which was the back center bunker, and he was in the can on the snake side, and he looked over at me, and he said, hey, at a minute and 35 seconds, I'm going to make that move. All right, perfect. I got to put in the snake corner. That was my job, basically, because that's the only guy if he looked inside could probably clip him. Yeah. Um, so got down to a minute and 35 seconds. He hadn't made the move yet. We were waiting. He kicks a pot out of the way, and I'm like, all right, he's going to make the move. Decides right when 60 seconds happens, he takes that move makes it alive. I was watching it the whole way. It makes that move alive. And I think that those two moves alone capitalize that MVP award right there. Um, not to take anything away from him throughout the entire event, uh, but it was, it was definitely those two moves in the finals that he really capitalized on that we had no doubt in our mind that he was an MVP after that. How about you, Vic? Same thing, or you think it was just, you know, any, any other factors in there? Exactly what Taylor said. Great all event. Communication was there. He was alive at the end of the points, pulling them out for us. And just in the finals, those two solidified the MVP performance there, no doubt. For sure. I had the uh the honor of <clears throat> excuse me, I had the honor of being in the webcast for the uh final match, getting to cast that. And yeah, those moves, I mean, uh you can't really overstate the importance of that second point where uh, y'all were not only in a down body situation, you had two players in the snake, one of them on your side of the field and Brandon runs down and clears out the entire snake side. Turns out from a losing situation to like, you were going to go down a point, but instead you went up too because of that move. And then the gross major that followed uh, and that right there, like, like if that doesn't happen, then you're potentially losing that match three or four zero. Cause uh, the overtime point was two to two. So 
uh, yeah, that, that point was definitely, uh, well that, and then of course the overtime maneuver to secure it, uh, absolutely massive, uh, game breaking situations there. Uh, in the chat, we actually have a question from Brandon Ortega of BEM Raps. Uh, he's asked, um, and this is for any of y'all, what was y'all, did y'all have like a different mindset or a game plan going into that overtime point or was it just business as usual? Yeah, I'd say business as usual, right? We, That's we went out there. Um, obviously, the game plan is always to shoot someone off the break. We are normally a pretty strong laning team. Um, so we like to lane people off the break. Um, going into that overtime point, it was to win. It wasn't to draw out the point and try and take it one-on-ones or anything like that. Uh, it was definitely go out there, execute, get a kill off break, capitalize on that, and, and go from there. It We got a kill off break, or I think immediately after the break, right? And so it was a five-on-four, lost one guy, and from there it was like, okay, let's figure out the situation and, and execute it. Yeah, we kind of saw on that layout, there was a lot of really long points, like especially in Division Three, um, it wasn't unusual to see the first point in a match go like six or seven minutes out of the 12. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, it, that field can get really slow really quickly, especially when you just have kind of let that key body over on the that Dorito side tower looking across into the snake, shutting that uh, down. That was kind of the the key person to shut to uh, like slow all movement and all progression on the field just because of how the mini X's were on that Dorito side. They weren't really spots that you can play in high body situations uh, or like high bodies on both sides, I should say. Uh, so for any of y'all, any of y'all can take this question. So this event, obviously in terms of the heat, it was the most brutal uh, event of the year. And we all kind of know like events around like, end of July, beginning of August, uh, in Texas are the, like they're the most difficult ones to prepare for, uh, physicality wise, the turfs rating regularly, like 160 plus degrees. Um, so, and this layout on top of that, the points tended to go really long. So, uh, very quickly your energy is getting drained out there on the field. And yet you guys won the whole thing with only six people on your roster. So, was there anything different that y'all did to prepare for this one? Um, I mean, oh, sorry, pros there. Um, forty-five, and honestly, uh, all of us go hit the gym over there. We have a sponsor; they take care of the team, so we get we're able to go get you know our workout in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, right? So, doing that, I know some of the guys were doing like some heat acclimation stuff. Uh, Victor Juarez, who we call Boy, uh, he's up there doing some heat acclimation stuff. Taylor was very adamant about getting us to do that. So, I mean, only having six on the roster is pretty tough, but it's not too bad, I guess, when everyone's, like, putting in the time they need to outside of the field, right? Yeah, so we basically went into this event kind of last minute, um, and we picked up David Bible, who ended up playing with us. We picked him up, what, a week, two weeks before the yeah. event, right? We never played with him. Uh, Victor has a couple times here and there. Um, so we were going to go play it with five people. So with that being said, I, I'm huge on like getting acclimated to the heat, right? Heat acclimation is one thing that I stress the entire two weeks leading up to the event when we decided we were going to play it. Uh, we went up to Outlaw, we, or to, uh, we scrimmaged the Outlaw guys. Um, up in Wasteland. I, I mean, yeah, up in Wasteland. And that was two days of hot, humid, 
paintball, right? We shot 40 cases up there in two days that kind of plays out like an event would, getting used to it there. Um, like you said, F45 right here, they take care of us. They're one of our sponsors, so we all go work out there. I mean, I'm getting that those workouts in, um, cardio, whatever it is to get adjusted and ready for the event. Uh, the heat acclimation is huge, right? And that I just go outside, work a couple hours outside, go cut your yard, dig some holes, do what you got to do, right? And get acclimated to the heat, get ready for it. Increase that heat a lot down here in the valley. Oh, I bet. Uh, I bet. Just here. just out of uh, curiosity, I know that uh, at the event, there uh, one of my friends on the Titans, Anson, he was with the uh, the CryoFit doing the IV uh, the sports hydration IVs, did y'all, uh, end up getting those at all or? Unfortunately, we didn't yeah. get a chance to do it. Um, I, I wanted to do it, but just kind of played out not in our favor that we weren't able to do it. Um, I think it would have been a great thing to do though. We were huge on hydration leading up to it at the event as well. Mm-hmm. People saying that they're feeling brand new right after that. So yeah, I know like just talking to him just cause he's on my team. Like he, said he sold out of product twice and had to get uh, like refilled uh, at like a medical supplier up in Dallas or over in uh, Fresno. So I think there, I know that the final numbers for him, like over a hundred players uh, ended up getting IVs players and staff members throughout the weekend. So uh, he had a very good weekend, but I was just curious, like if y'all uh, took advantage of that and noticed any like change in your performance, but if not, then, you know, all the more power to you guys. We're definitely interested, that's for sure. We, we would pass by the booth. I know I stopped in there to like ask people, how's it going? What's going on in here? Um, and they all, they're all hooked up in the IVs. So it looked, it looked interesting for sure. Yeah. And uh, I was, I mean, I know there were a couple of times they had to go borrow chairs from other booths. So that tells you <laughs> like just how hot it was outside. So uh, for each, so this is going to be for all three of you. Uh, so you've competed in every bunker fest event this year. You've podiumed each time. Uh, the first event, obviously you were in the premier division. You got third place. And then the last two competing in division three, you got second place. And then you won this last one. So as far as across the entire series, what's the overall experience been like? And, uh, would you recommend playing this event to any teams that might be like on the fence about signing up for the October event? Um, so our overall, I mean, it's really consistent, I think, is what I've come to notice, right? Like, there wasn't, like, this peak at the first event for it to drop off come, what, third event, right? Um, it seems to be very consistent in how they run it. Everything just seems to be on point throughout the year, man. I really don't see that changing going into the last one. So I, I think it's great. I would definitely recommend this event. Definitely recommend it going. Great. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, how about you? Uh, so I, I think it's been great. Like they were saying, it's consistent, right? The refing has been consistent. Um, they're making the right calls. I feel like every event, it gets better and better and better. I, I think they were just extremely prepared this event um, from all the staff that they had, a couple changes here and there. I know there were some crucial penalties. They got other teams out of the event and crucial penalties that kept other teams in the event. Um, which were big calls, and, and they were making those calls right. And, um, I think it was just – it's been a fantastic series so far. We're going to continue to play it um, next year if it's possible. If our rankings don't get too high and they possibly have that premier division again, it would be great. The payouts are awesome. Who, who wouldn't want to play for 
six or eight thousand dollars, right? Eight thousand for the premier division is is a phenomenal number to to shoot for. Definitely. And I know like at the first event, obviously there were some big name teams flying in. Like you got to play against uh, one of one of the players from Baltimore. Revo was on nasty. Uh, and then I think the the Jits flew in and I think there were a few other teams competing in the premier division as well. Some so some really top talent uh, coming in from not just Texas, but all over the country. And I think it was like y'all and Austin notorious competing for third and fourth. So two out of the, I think it was what eight teams or 10 teams in the premier division in the first one. Uh, and the, you know, the only two Texas teams are right there third and fourth. So that tells you like, Hey, Texas is definitely on, on top when it comes to this national competition. Definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. Top tier talent in Texas. That's for sure. I mean, even us playing against greed in the finals and that team's, you know, everybody already knows the reputation of greed, right? Those guys win quite a bit. So even for a D3 team, we're, I mean, they're playing D3, right? But even for them, that, that team is extremely tough to, to beat. Man. That team's really good. For so sure. Same. Yep. And looking like at the scores for like teams coming from outside of Texas, uh, competing in this one, like they're for whatever reason it and maybe that was like the heat being a big part of it but the teams outside of texas not used to this kind of heat it looks like they struggled on this one like uh new mexico ruckus obviously they got third place back-to-back events uh they they had a rough go of this one nitro paintball uh flew in from georgia they got four owed all four of their games um tropic thunder did really well they were competing under the name where you going uh and but like for the most part, it's like Texas teams there on top. Uh, so, yeah, looking here in the chat, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Austin Salazar, who's the cute dude in the middle? There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're staying. I'm staying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Chris Isaac's giving y'all props for uh, doing it with six when uh, there were teams with ten bodies who were not uh, keeping up with the heat very well. So, yeah. Uh, that definitely, definitely uh, makes it all the more impressive. So this question is going to be for uh, each of you separately. So for those listening that maybe don't know you about you guys personally, uh, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Let's start with Taylor. Um, so as far as myself, I've been involved since 2017. Um, I just got into paintball in 2017, really. Uh, I played a couple times here as a kid and whatnot, but as far as involved in the Texas scene, 2017 played Division Five, um, and then 2018 played Division Four. 2019 we got together and made the t- Texas demo line, and I uh, we played Division Three. Took a break in 2020, and then started slowly getting back into it in 2021, uh, 2022, and then we got the line back together in 2023. So that's really about what six years that I've been involved. Um, trying to just get our name out there, get my own name out there and, and really represent us as a great organization and a team and respectfully. For sure. And, uh, I mean, y'all's results speak for itself, uh, especially this year. Uh, so Brandon, how about you? How long have you been involved in Texas paintball? Um, I'm going to count that as like kind of starting playing. Right. So I would say if that were the case, then I started playing between 2006, 2007. Um, so for a little bit now, yeah. So I played for teams such as I started off playing paintball with South Texas Clutch. Uh, that's kind of a team that I started here in the Valley. 
from there went on to teams like uh, I went on X Factors practice squad for a little bit, Grit, um, IDK, which kind of was like lockdown IDK type thing, so kind of the same thing. And then uh, we're here in England, Demolition. Victor, how about you? I started when I was a sophomore in high school. Played my first three-man tournament locally here at Maven's Pinball. You know, first with Haywire. Then after that, I think I quit for a couple of years. Started again when I was in college. Then I got on teams like South Texas Grind. After that, it was Grit. Grit, I think I played a couple of events with FSU. Then Taylor wanted to get the band back together and got Texas Demolition. Sweet. And, and it uh, seems like a winning formula for you guys this year. Uh, y'all definitely have uh, connected really well across all of the events that you're playing in. So uh, for f- this question can be for any one of you guys. So brought, this one's brought to us by Pod Runners Union Local 210, which is uh, Sasha Zucker's uh, new page on Instagram. Go follow him. Uh, so Texas Demolition obviously formed in 2019. You first... Uh, your first event together was at the uh, 2019 Central Texas Paintball League uh, event number one up at Outlaw in Pflugerville. So tell us like a little bit about the the story behind the creation of Texas Demolition. You get that? I got that. your question. Um, for sure, dude. Um, so basically, we all played on different teams, right? So we played on lockdown a couple different times in the Division Four. Um, Brandon was playing with a couple different teams. We decided, hey, let's get all the best Valley players together. And we picked, what, eight or nine of us. Uh, we went to Rudy's Barbecue. We went and sat down at Rudy's Barbecue, decided to have a team meeting. This was 2018 leading into 2019. Said, hey, let's get a team going that has all the best ballers down here. And, and let's figure out what we can do to win events. So we sat down at Rudy's, had a team meeting, decided, hey, how committed are we going to be um, financially and personally, right? What are goals are what we're looking to do um, brandon came up with the team name texas demolition at that time and we kind of just rolled from there uh, we signed up for the usxbls we started to play the usxbls we we're actually traveling up to san antonio to scrimmage some teams up there um, i know we were scrimmaging with grit and so when we went up there we ended up playing brandon was doing very well um, alex martinez kind of had a talk with us and said, hey, look, it's Brandon's chance to try and play with X-Factor. So we wanted him to play on our grit line to work his way up to X-Factor. So it was unfortunate that Brandon that year didn't get to play with us in 2019. So that was leading up to that first event in um, Austin that you're talking about. And so Brandon said, hey, you know what? I'll coach you guys there. So we showed up. Um, Brandon coached us. It was a great event. We won like a 17-second point. Um, ended up taking second that event wasn't the goal we were looking for but we had a great time and that's really how texas demolition started right yep, went I, from there. i remember that event um i was i was one of the reps at that event actually um oh. i was yeah i was over in the uh i think i was mostly over on the dorito side uh but yeah I, I remember i was like who are these guys like new like texas demolition doesn't have like any events listed on appa or anything like uh granted i was still in college and didn't really know like stuff outside of the college league but like these guys just kind of came out of nowhere and started smashing people and yeah it was impressive so uh yeah what was it that you were gonna say vic i was in that off season when we decided to commit we shooting at least 20 cases every sunday that's how we 
they're getting so fast as a team. Yep, and uh, I think kind of with the within the arms race of Texas paintball that we're in right now, that's kind of what's required to uh, not only like get ahead of the competition, but really just like at some point just to even keep up with the competition. That's what so many teams in Texas are doing at uh, this level to try and win these events, which like for $6,000, like, yeah, that's, that's definitely a worthwhile investment. So uh, let's see a question here in the chat from Chris Garza says who from the main line is missing, missing here. I think some major players are missing right now. Yeah, we've uh, we got just a few guys that were on the uh, bunker fest line that won the event. Obviously uh, no uh, Victor Juarez, no, uh, no Aaron who was coaching y'all. And then I think uh, we're missing David Bible and then one more. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I don't think y'all's couch is too much bigger though. So. Yeah, so we have a couple guys. Um, so Victor Juarez, he actually moved up to Dallas. So now he's living in Dallas. So to practice with him, we're having to – that's why we take all the drives and everything, get good scrimmages against you guys, Texas Titans, and some other teams out there. And so Victor will meet us down. Aaron lives in Austin now. They're originally from the Valley, so they moved up. Um, we decided, hey, this was our crew from 2019, so we need to get us back together. Um, so those two are big names that have moved away. We also have uh, Mario Guerra who is a, another solid player that started with us and or he's been in paintball with played with IDK in the past. And, and so we're missing Mario Guerra um, and Ian Galvan, um, Ian. Mm-hmm. So he's another big name that he wasn't able to make it today, but he's a, a great asset to the team without a doubt. Uh, phenomenal player. For sure. So, and Ian, uh, Ian just, I think got second place with balls out over in division four this past weekend as well. Yes, yep. definitely. And we just picked up a new pickup for some events, uh, Derek Villanueva and then David Bible as well. So those guys performed this weekend. So they're, they're part of the crew now. Sweet. Yeah, it was definitely a good showing for the Valley this weekend, 100% across all divisions. <clears throat> so, uh, Taylor, this next question is just for you. So this question is brought to us by BEM Raps. Uh, so besides new pickup Derek, uh, you're the player – on this roster that has started playing paintball most recently, which you start, you said you started in 2017. So obviously like the, you're surrounded by some insane talent on this roster. Uh, many of the players on the roster, they've got previous semi-pro experience, some of it with grit. I know David Bible played briefly with plum life semi-pro. Uh, so what has been, what has it been like for you personally, as far as your development playing around this level of talent? These guys have developed, they, I give all my credit to them. Um, they've developed me from when I went out and didn't even know what I was doing to today, right? I've, I've improved tremendously. Um, when I first went to the paintball field, I went out and, you know, went and played with some rentals. And then one of the guys had, uh, it was like a 3.5. And so I shot it and I loved it. So I went the next day to Maven's paintball down here and ended up buying a CS1. Um, went out the next weekend to where everyone was practicing at back then. And I met Brandon, Victor, and Brandon started like, hey, stay after and drill with me. Hey, stay after and drill with me. So huge credit to Brandon. We'd stay out there all day long, just sitting there drilling and hanging out and going and drilling more and drilling more. And all the credit I would give to to these guys around me um, from situational awareness to uh, communication to everything. I, I'm Personally, I have a, a pretty loud voice um, on the field. I try and, you know, project my voice 
talk to the guys, put the puzzles together, right? Put all the pieces from the puzzles together and give them the information they need to know to dominate, right? And so it's a it's unbelievable how much talent I have around me. And so I have to step up to the level, right? I have, I have to step up to the level. If not, I won't make the cut. And so that's kind of how it all started and how it's going. It's, it's just a, a great adventure that we've all been on. And I really enjoy it. Really enjoy it. This guy right here. <laughs> so uh, would you agree? I know a lot of people uh, that have come on the show in the past that have made it like to the very top level, either pro players, semi-pro players. They've all uh, given the advice of like how to improve your game quickly is to like play against better competition or play with play against like obviously like put in the work and know that it's, you know, you're not going to be like the schoolyard bully as uh, Colt Roberts puts it. You're not going to be the, the big fish in the little pond where you're just beating up on some of like the newer players, division five, division four. Uh, would you, would you say that that's uh, like that piece of advice is sound or do you think it's also just a bit of like, obviously your own work ethic? No, I think that's, huge huge advice right great advice um i would go and get bullied by these guys when they played with idk um there was a guy named nate hasso who he was a great snake player um he would get in the snake and my goal was always to shut him down shoot him because if not he was getting in the snake tearing us all apart we would get bullied at practice um and and it was really just getting out there winning a point every five points right hey let's just win this right they're gonna run all over us i don't want to play against people that were bullying in practice that's what I'm completely against. And I tell all the younger division guys that play out at Delta with us, um, play against us. There's a lot of teams that don't want to play against us. Um, they say, oh, we shoot too much paint or it's not any fun. But how are you going to get better if you're not playing the best, right, in, the, in that specific field? We, we love to go up, scrimmage Austin, FSU. Hey, their pro line, we've gone up a couple times, scrimmage them up there. And, and really the end factor is, playing the best people you possibly can at some practices we'll play against ourselves just to get a gun that can really um, gunfight against us good and, and go from there. Right. And so I think it's amazing advice. I highly recommend it to anyone. Don't ever snoot down to win at practice because it's not going to lead to the event. You have to get bullied. You have to lose at practice to go out to an event and realize what you're doing wrong to, to really win and capitalize. For sure. And in the chat, uh, Steven Enslow, he says that uh, Balls Out gets bullied weekly by y'all, uh, which, I mean, hey, Balls Out, they did get second place at this event, so maybe there's some truth to that one, man. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather get beat in practice than uh, get beat at the event, right? Yeah, they're a great team, and they, they win points against us without a doubt. Yeah. They go out there and they give us a, a fight, so um, it's great scrimmaging against them, um, and they're, they're doing an awesome they're understanding the the layouts and, and what it takes to really win. For sure. And uh, kind of speaking on y'all uh, traveling to go scrimmage all of these other teams like Austin Notorious, like uh, the outlaw anodizing guys, like us, the Texas Titans. Uh, this question is brought to us by Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Uh, so demolition, y'all travel all over the place. You go to Austin, you go to San Antonio, you go to Houston. Um do you notice like as far as like the different regions of Texas, do you notice a difference in either skill level or perhaps like playing style in those different regions? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think everybody kind of has their style of play, but I think Texas as a whole kind of shares this like commonality that is 
zones and kind of controlling the field, even if it is like with aggression, right? Like I think you guys play rather, or at least our opinion of you guys is like you guys play rather aggressive, but you guys definitely get the advantage whenever you guys kill the wide guys, you guys do seal those things off, right? And on top of that, you guys definitely make moves to now counter what would be our getting out wide to fix the issue, right? So I think everybody does it a little bit differently, but there's definitely that one Texas commonality that comes from zone control and like just having like this dominant presence to yourself with your gun, right? Whether it's off the break, whether it's gunfighting, Texas guys just seem to have that really well. Definitely. Uh, Texas is, uh, they've, they've got solid fundamentals across the board. Uh, and I've noticed like, I mean, just for myself, just cause I live in Austin. So I kind of play back and forth between outlaw and X factor on different weekends. Like there's a definite, like, I don't know. It's hard to describe the different styles, but I'd almost say like, obviously everyone has the good fundamentals of zone control, uh, that you would expect in, uh, upper tier teams. But just like where they attack almost like it feels like uh, whenever you go to up to play against a team from Austin, like they always love taking the snake very early on in the point. Uh, uh, the guys from X factor they're uh, at least uh, from my personal opinion, it seems like they have a uh, bigger emphasis on breakouts and breakout shooting uh, Houston guys. They love to play a, uh, a more controlled style of play. Uh, and then like the Dallas guys, they are all like from the school of AC Dallas, AC diesel. So, you know, like kind of the, the similar style there. And it's interesting to see how they like clash up against each other, especially now as uh, you guys in the Valley are like coming up and taking on all of these different styles and really like, Hey, Valley guys are, have their own unique style and you got to watch out for them. So like with all that being said, do you guys have like a preferred team or a preferred location to scrimmage at? And I say everywhere, right? I, I think it's good because we get different views. Like you're saying, we get different views, different um, styles of play, right? There's we go to every different scrimmage and there's going to be a different style of play. I go up to Dallas, it's going to be more of a slower controlled paintball, right? Um, Austin, like you said, the FSU guys are going to take the snake off break or soon after, and they're going to really push that snake. Um, outlaw guys, they, they were giving us some up the middle presence this past time we were playing them on one of the layouts um you guys i feel like y'all give us a lot of up the middle like y'all get up in the middle and shut off a zone um and, and control it from there and you have really strong guns off the break i think it's super beneficial for us to go and see all these different styles of play and understand what we need to do to win right and i don't think we have a specific style of play ourselves. um I don't know. Have you seen any any specific style of play that we? Um, I mean, it's just from y'all. Like, obviously, we scrimmaged what like three, four times this year now. Uh, it seems like like y'all always have really good shots off the break, and I think like whenever you get to the upper tier, Division three, Division two, II, Division one teams, like that just has to be an emphasis, which y'all seem to have latched on a little bit uh, better than a lot of the other teams that you're going up against. Uh, other than that, I mean, like you're very, like, if you do happen to lose a body early, you're like immediate as far as plugging the hole and still being controlled on the field, even if you're down multiple bodies. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it is again, like a very interesting kind of stylistic clash throughout, uh, throughout the different, different regions, which does give you all that advantage. As you were saying, like just having experience scrimmaging all these guys on a 
on a fairly consistent basis. That's what I think we're trying to do. We're just trying to go and scrimmage people with different styles and develop our game as a whole. For sure. Uh, yeah. In the, in the chat here, yeah. Rick Hall. Uh, what's up, Rick it says, uh, demo guys are killing it this season. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Brandon Ortega, he's saying that they need uh, they need that high speed train to be built already to San Antonio to all the different branches. Yeah, it'd be great to be able to just get everybody kind of going around Texas a little bit more consistently. Like uh, like we love scrimmaging, y'all. It would be an awesome experience to get to scrimmage the rest of Texas more frequently. Um, yeah, yeah another. Us, right? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to get to another question from the chat, but you said how much, how much of a drive is it? Four hours? It's a four hour drive to y'all. Um, a six hour drive to Austin, six hours to Houston. So sometimes we'll make that drive in, in a day, right? And that morning we'll wake up at three in the morning, drive up there, drive back. And I mean, it, it, it's time that we have to commit to do it. Um, this in Houston, my dad lives up there. So we were able to stay at his house this past time. Um, so that gave us like a two day scrimmage. So we were able to do that. When we go up to like San Antonio or Austin, we'll stay out at my mom's ranch out there in Kennedy. So it's about an hour from y'all's field and then about two hours from the the Austin field. So that, that helps us kind of save money because uh, traveling a lot does get expensive for us without a doubt. For sure. Uh, let's see, another question here from Brandon. Uh, he asked, uh, do y'all believe in the winning winning the weekend before the event uh curse do you like do you believe that you need to have a really tough practice before the event in order to do well or do you think there's like any correlation be like oh we didn't get tested at all this previous weekend that's kind of concerning going into the event that is concerning yeah definitely a red flag if we're not getting tested out there it's it's uh i don't know it gives you a false sense of confidence right so we we at least on demolition i know like it's not even a sense of confidence that we get from something like that yeah, definitely. On you know, in 2019, every time we won the USXBL the weekend before, we got our butts whipped by grit. Come back the next weekend, and we got first place in the San Antonio events. Yeah, and now I think when we go out and we have like a tough couple of points, right? So now I think we're able to adapt and adjust our our playing style and how we're we're playing the certain layouts, especially with it being a blind layout. We're not really doing much until we get to the field, figuring it out from there, walking the field and everything, and and so. When we go out there, we lose a couple points. We have to come back in, just like if it's a tournament, we talk about it, we figure out, hey, what can we do to capitalize on this layout? And we go out there, we start to execute from there. So I think being able to adjust on the fly like that is, is huge in our success now. Um, and definitely new in like our arsenal, right? Because I think us traveling to play other teams, we, I mean, originally, I don't think any of us really liked playing slow layouts. I think we all felt like we were very aggressive players that wanted to do it that way, but we kind of lacked that other gear to, to be able to kind of close out the game a little bit cleaner or like take advantage of the advantage that we get from our two off the break. This year, I think we really put a hard emphasis on that into our practices. We've been able to put that into like our arsenal of, of little tricks that we can use in the tournament, you know? Definitely. Uh, I mean, the results speak for themselves, right? Uh, so... This next question is uh, brought to us by Paintball Kumite, and uh, any one of y'all can answer this one. So uh, who are some of the individuals or organizations that have helped uh, Demolition out along the way over the years? 
Yeah, there you go. You go for it. Yeah, they're going to teach you. Look at that. <laughs> Over the hills, the fields, I know, like Maven, Mavens, it was when I was getting us a paint when we first started in 2019, allowing us to shoot so much to get good so quick. So he helped us a lot with that because paintball is an expensive sport. He definitely helped us with paint prices. One of the old fields that we played at, um, they really helped us with paint. They would, every once in a while, they donate 20 cases a weekend right, to us. Um, that helped us tremendously. Um, I would, I would say there's a, a lot of people out there that it's hard to pinpoint exactly who's helped us because um, we really are on an island out here in the valley. Um, there's not much competition higher than what we play down here. Uh, we have some good D5 teams, D4 teams, but we're really trying to make it to that next level. So being able to have those scrimmages, right, just, just really help us out. Just, but as far as individuals also, right? Yeah. So I would say, I guess for one, you always got to thank your sparring partners, especially the local ones, right? Because, you know, you go back and forth, it gets competitive, and sometimes it gets a little heated. But regardless, like, we're helping each other out. So I, we definitely got to put an emphasis on that. But beyond that, at least for the year, Jill Stewart definitely helped us quite a bit. I mean, like, opened her eyes quite a bit. Derek Jordan, I have to shout him out for the first practice that we had, definitely gave us a good push into the right direction of the style of play we were trying to adapt. So that also helped us out quite a bit. Like we have to thank our field owners. I mean, and then really sparring partners outside locally, like or outside of our local area, like you guys and Outlaws that, and FSU that's helped us this year. Without any of that, we don't get the little bits that we need to progress, right? And I'm sure, I'm sure you feel the same way. It definitely goes a long way. Just the little things that you can get from anybody, man, like it, it goes a long way to develop your squad. So there's quite a few people, but I think for now, I think that those would be the those would be the main ones that I can think of. For sure, um, yeah, I know. Like any y'all are definitely as far as our scrimmaging partners this year. Like it, we've played y'all the most out of any other team, and it is of like always a like an enjoyable experience. Like it never gets heated. You never see like guys popping off, losing their temper or anything like that. It's just, Hey, we're here to work. We're going to help each other out, get better. Uh, y'all are definitely like if, if every team were like y'all, as far as scrimmaging, like uh, we would get so much more done on the field. Uh, it's, it's such an enjoyable experience overall. And like, we wish that, uh, y'all lived a little bit closer so we could get that more often to be completely honest. Yeah, so we're, we're definitely from the school of let the better man win, right? Like, if you guys get better, we get better. And we, we follow that same motto here in, in where we're from, in the Valley, right? So whether we go up there and even if it's layout weekend, bounce shots here, bounce shots there, like we'll help each other out and share information because ultimately you get to the tournament, we all figure out the same information for the most part, right? So just to have a quality practice, it benefits us and then it benefits the other guys. And then it just, it builds a good, a good relationship with everyone. So we definitely do come from the school of let the better man. Definitely. Uh, so uh, next question here is from Uno's Jerky. Uh, so, and JC is here in the chat as well. So this event, Uno's debuted the Texas demolition flavor. So uh, have you guys gotten to try it yet? And what do you think of it? Without a doubt. We got it right here. We got it right over there. 
the best flavor he's got right now. My Always. Yeah. <laughs> My pantry's full of it. This is all we eat. Talk about F45 shout out. And then we got Uno's jerky, which breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know what else you'd be eating. <laughs> if it's not Uno's jerky, it makes no sense. So get right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll open this one up. We'll taste this one real quick. We'll ship you one over right now. Just to see the podcast more. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Since the three, the demo flavor came out this Bunker Fest. It was great. We love it. We're gonna, we keep ordering more and more and more. Yesterday, I met up with him in Corpus. I drove to Corpus to pick some up. Uh, it was fantastic. It is great, y'all. Everybody needs to try it. Show your muscles. Show, show them what we know you to And I know, like, JC also, uh, I I don't remember where exactly I saw the post. It might have been on the BunkerFest page, but he was saying something about, like, uh, offering up his own little MVP award. That's awesome. Yeah. So. I think he was doing $100, so. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to JC. Uh, it's really cool how he does. Uh, does <laughs> in the chat he says, "I hope Brandon gets a piece of habanero in his." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, JC. Uh, it's really cool how he does all of the different uh, like flavors based off of Texas paintball teams. Like, obviously, he's got the Texas Titans. He's got balls out. Uh, he's got demolition. Uh, we'll see who the next Texas team is. Uh, I've got some inside information on who it might be. Also, uh, one of our sponsors uh, on this on this podcast. So, uh, sh- uh, d- yeah, just be on the lookout for that one here pretty soon. Did you get to try the Texas demolition flavor? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a good kind of heat for sure. Uh, obviously, like I got to be partial to the Texas Titans flavor. Uh, right. But yeah, like one of the, I think it was like the first team flavor to come out, but, uh, yeah, he's doing, he's doing some really cool things and he's like expanding really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Seeing him set up at the bunker fest is is awesome, man. He's getting, it seems like he's getting some good uh, feedback on that. For sure. I think he's going to actually start traveling more. Uh, I remember he was going to go to another series. I don't remember if he said he was going to go to Chicago or if he was going to WC, but, uh, he's starting to get the outreach out there. I think he told me both. Right, so I think Chicago, he might have just confirmed it today. I was talking to him today about that. So I think he might have confirmed that, that Chicago, we'll see. Hopefully we get our fuel up there. It's a protein. Mm-hmm. For sure. He says in the chat, I also heard that LAX will have Unos at their field. That's awesome, man. Yeah, congratulations, JC. Uh, keep it up, man. So this next question is going to be for all three of you. Uh, it's brought to us by FU Athletics, which is uh, Thomas Fuss at Brand of Athletic Clothing. Thomas just had a baby this past weekend. Congratulations, Thomas is first. Uh, so uh, this go to thefuathletics.com. Use code in the pits twenty five for twenty five percent off of your order. So this is going to be for all three of you. Victor, we're going to start with you on this one. What has been your favorite moment in your paintball career so far? My favorite moment, probably winning with these guys. It's been a journey. Just playing with them, getting to know them, coming together, fixing all the problems that we have, just coming out on top. No better feeling than that. Wait, Brandon? Uh, can I give you two? Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't say my first one wouldn't be a moment. I would say probably like an arrow of paintball, right? During uh, when I first started, I got to play with my dad. Um, him and I both started South Texas Clutch. So that was like an awesome experience for me, right? 
Uh, so to be able to play tournament paintball win tournament season with them was, was an awesome experience. I know Devin here locally, I get to see him do that with his dad, and that's it brings back memories for me, so it's awesome to see. Um, and then moment, moment, I would say, I would have to say this event, man. I've won, I've won one in XL. That was really cool. But I think this weekend, seeing how much we've been working towards something um, and really seeing it, like, see the improvements throughout the year to lead up to what happened at the tournament in overtime, I think overall, just to see the way the stars align, um, to kind of see the road we're taking right now, it's, it's. I mean, it, I can't even put it into words, man. Playing paintball for a good while and, like, to be able to play the first three events and now go to this tournament and kind of see how the last point played out, that wasn't just me at all. So it was, I think that had to be one of my best moments for sure. Wait, how about you, Taylor? And I, this event helped out a lot with this question, right? I played a couple of events. I played some with FSU as well, played at World Cup with FSU. That was a great time. We were on the pro field. Uh, we won a certain Division Four little series title thing that they had going on. Um, that was a great experience, but just winning with these guys, I know I've won with all of our team except for Brandon, yeah. right? And so after the event, we went up and hugged each other, and Brandon's like, I finally won with y'all. And it was, it was just a that experience alone and we don't we didn't have all of our guys there right we, we were missing aaron he was coaching us mario and ian um and the the division the premier division bunker fest that we had was a great event if we would have taken first there that would have been unbelievable we had a little hiccup in the semifinals. um it happens so i guess this one right here would have to be my favorite moment right after boy went up there and hit the buzzer it was just unbelievable unbelievable for sure uh my favorite moment has got to be y'all uh putting a win on my air tank so uh thank you for that uh, i'm not sure who it was that borrowed it but uh thank you much appreciated that one you know, only had five guys right yeah. you're a six guy on the field now we appreciate it snaps <laughs> there it is all right uh so let's look at a few more questions in the chat here before we continue uh Let's see, question here from, let's see, where is it? Question from Chris Garza. Uh, when you came, talking more about that specific moment in overtime. Uh, so uh, when you came down Snakeside to get those last two kills in the finals, uh, what was your uh, mindset or, or what did you see to be able to make that move? So we had actually been talking about that leading up to it. So we were thinking about doing it off the break and then we kind of held off to do that and then... I think I was, I just knew I was in a position to kind of go up and out when that guy moved up on the Dorito side, right? Not through the X's, but through the inside. So once I saw his head kind of go through there, I figured the move's going to open up at some point. I just need to let my guys know, right? So as soon as I got up there, I, I mean, again, we've been working on it all year, right? I keep bringing that up because I played such a big role in, in the move is knowing what to do once you see your guy in a position to do something right and then we've all been playing together for so long that we more or less know what we're going to do already um so going up there really what broke it open was killing the guy in the corner once that guy was dead it freaked me up now to kind of i knew they were kind of playing for 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 the one-on-ones because i could feel that the guy down the wire had no intention to come forward so once that guy in the corner was dead i had just put pressure on the dorito guys i knew i could now come around, the guy did the move to me on the first point and destroyed me, right? So I blinded him out, did the same thing, shot his guy, and you at that moment, I just needed to trade. 
So I got up and I just started shooting my gun towards his bunker, which I never do. Um, but that's all I really needed for the game to be closed out. I had enough faith in my guys in the back to, you, to know what was happening and what the time was to close it out for me. Right. And that's, it was a sense of relief after I bunkered Snake Guy. I, you can see in the video, I ran back with my gun up already celebrating, even though the last guy was alive and I still had my guys who had to run to the buzzer. But we had been working on this all year. I just had a bit of faith. Sweet. And I think I was my running back is I have faith. It, it's going to get done. Absolutely. Uh, so question from Emmy Flores. Uh, he asks, uh, what was the biggest lesson that y'all learned as a team or what was the biggest obstacle that y'all overcame? It's a good one. Oh, I can, I can definitely name it. It's just going to get into like our practices. So what was happening, but I mean, I, for me, at least my biggest, biggest obstacles, I couldn't even make it out to practice. I think like for about two months or something, right. As of the last bunker fest. So leading up to this, I think I was able to make a total of like three practices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just couldn't get the time off for work. For me, my biggest struggle, and I think the team's biggest struggle, is we really only had like two or three bodies showing up to practice, right? So I would get the opportunity to go play Friday, Saturday. These guys would get the chance to go play just like two bodies and picking up random people and practicing. So I think that's the biggest obstacle. It's just, I, I go back to it, man, just don't lose faith, right? It wasn't looking good for a little bit there. But I think we were able to overcome that for sure. And I think the uncertainty of when we're going to be able to practice, how that's going to affect us in the tournament. I mean, it's a lot of money we're wasting. Um, having faith was a big part of it, at least for me. Definitely. I think when I talked to Jared Sherman a couple of episodes back, uh, he was uh, one thing that he was saying as far as like the, the time dedication and the preparation was like something that he learned during their semi-pro season was that uh a hundred percent giving a hundred percent looks different for everybody. And one guy's a hundred percent might, you know, it might not line up like materially compared to someone else's a hundred percent as far as like the number of hours or time on the field, things like that. But, uh, just being able to, whenever, whenever you are getting there and you are doing a hundred percent and just having faith that, Hey, these, these other guys are, are doing the same to like they're the best of their capabilities. Uh, so it's, that's awesome that y'all are still able to keep faith in there, uh, during that. I know a lot of other teams would get frustrated at their teammates if, uh, like, Oh, you haven't, you haven't been at practice. So what, you know, this is, this is why we suck or, or you know, something like that. Uh, so, uh, good on y'all for being able to hold strong through that. Yeah. We're big on like communication outside of the field, right? It's like, Hey, we understand everybody has a life outside of paintball, right? We're all putting in time and effort and just communicate, right? So if you're not gonna be able to make practice, talk to us, if you're not gonna make, be able to make an event, let us know ahead of time and so forth, right? That that communication outside of the field is very, very key in, in having that mentality, like Jared said. Absolutely. Uh, so this next question is for any of you guys. So uh, up next, you are signed up for the semi-pro division for NXL Chicago. Uh, so as far as going forward, is this going to be like a one-off in the semi-pro division or are you going to, will we be seeing Texas demolition more regularly competing in semi-pro? That was the whole goal. So go semi-pro this year was to do the premier league and bunker fest. So we can all get good at playing together. And then next year, go ahead and jump into the semi-pro division and make the run together. Yeah, without a doubt. So now that the, it's now that the premier division got canceled 
not all of our players can play on our roster, right? So now we have like four or five players that can go. We're trying to pick up a couple bodies here and there. Um, and, and that's what we're trying to do is develop other players that are going to be able to play with us. So our goal, like you said, this year was to play the Premier Division, um, get ready for NXL for next year. We're play, planning on playing semi-pro. Premier Division got canceled, unfortunately. Um, so we decided, hey, let's play Chicago. So we were going to opt out of this um, bunker fest. But we're like, you know what? $6,000 could help us make it to Chicago. So we ended up playing it. Um, and we signed up for Chicago. Now we're going to play this year, Chicago World Cup, try and get a feel for it, see how it is, work on what we need to work on throughout the offseason. Um, and really going to next year with a mindset of, of how we need to perform. And we're going to try and make the run at it. Right. I know it sounds hard or crazy, but the group of guys that we have, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that we could win the series next year. And, and it sounds crazy, but get a pro spot one day. Right? That's our, our end, end goal here is get a pro spot and just continue to run from there. First pro team out of the Valley, man. I think that's a goal. It'd be nice to have to leave here, definitely leave our mark in what is the sport in Valley. Definitely. I mean, uh, that would be a cool thing to have, uh, another Texas pro team, like with y'all competing in NXL Chicago, there's going to be three Texas semi-pro teams with y'all paintball fit and the Texas cyclones. Um, and fits on track to get that next pro spot this year. So that'll bring us to, I think five pro teams from Texas. You got notorious X factor heat, uh, diesel and then uh fit with being that fifth so if y'all can y'all can get it done next year then you know that'll make six out of 20 just from texas i think texas definitely has the potential to fill that up yeah awesome that'd be great for sure all right uh so this question is brought to us by get that shot uh speaking of nxl uh get that shot he is booking teams for nxl chicago so message him on Facebook or Instagram to get media coverage. So uh, are there any Texas-based either teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? Who do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? I'd say the Titans, y'all, the Titans. I've been talking about y'all. Um, outlaw anodizing team, right? All, all the teams that go up and scr scrimmage us have huge recognition. You got some people. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely Uno's jerky, man. I think Uno's is doing something awesome in Texas. Something a little different, right? Um, so it's cool to see for the culture. It seems to be fitting in nicely. Um, other companies and projects that I've seen, I mean, Project G does some really awesome stuff that I see, and everyone's really hyped about that. But they get, I think they get the plenty of recognition for sure, man. Everyone's always hyped for those drops. Um, beyond that, companies coming up or anything get that shot to local guy here so we have to shout him out right yeah definitely he's started taking pictures with us back in what 2019 yeah not even that long ago he blew up he he's, he's gone tremendous from there he's just his photos are great yeah um highly recommended yeah. highly recommended and he's a valley boy too so yeah. and i don't think he's from here but he moved down here and one of our buddies without a doubt for sure. Uh, there's so many people in the Valley coming up. Uh, and, uh, speaking of project, uh, I, I started working for them last month and I know they had a, a 10 minute drop just uh, right when the show started and just of like all the, all the stuff that they had at the, at the booth at Bunker Fest and 
already I've got people messaging me. They're like, yeah, I didn't get that at all. I was just, it just went like immediately. Uh, Another one is compete. Jell Stewart's company doing big things without a doubt. Wraps here locally, also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Gels. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, yeah. A lot of just really cool things. Like, I mean, you put it perfectly, like for the culture of paintball. Uh, there's so, so many like varied things. Like, we got a salsa vendor over at Bunker Fest. We've got the, the LA Cheesecakes uh, coming over from Louisiana, the Royal Cheesecake fam. Um, yeah. Lots for us. They're, their yeah. son ran pod. He was the best pod runner we've ever had. Yeah. yeah shout out to Seth Dolan. Um, yeah, I, I may or may not have bullied him on Facebook with memes about him being absent from bunker fest until he decided, you know what? Yeah, I'll come back. Uh, I know this, this was a, a rough one for the heat, uh, especially, uh, I know there's not too many people that are wanting cheesecake in the middle of 110 plus degree uh feel outside but yeah shout out to seth hopefully we'll see more of you yes yeah shout out for sure we need yeah. to get the next <laughs> see us help us <laughs> definitely all right looking at uh some last questions uh from the chat yeah aaron is in the chat he says y'all made my flight go fast appreciate y'all uh nice. yeah shout out to aaron um yeah pat pat rayborn's in the chat he says he loves scrimmaging you guys Yes. Likewise. Yes, yep, sir. Pat. Shout out to Pat. Yep. Uh, JC in the chat, he says, yes, he's going to Chicago. Yes, he's going to World Cup. Uh, yes, he's going to WC. So, yeah, get some Uno's jerky at any of those events. Um, then let's see who else is in here. Uh, JC says he remembers uh, Brandon being like 13 years old playing with your dad at uh, over at Mavens. So. Yep. That's where it all started. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that does it as far as our questions here in the chat. <laughs> yes, Mari in the chat says, I love Rudy's barbecue. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> there it is. Rudy's barbecue down here. So yeah. come on down. There it is. All right. So, uh, this last question is speaking of Jell Stewart brought to us by Compete. So, message him on Facebook or Instagram. Mention in the pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So, guys, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Big shout out to our teams down here, right? Balls out. We talked about them. We started Division Five line. Um, they're up and coming. So, they played this first event, a couple of hiccups here and there, but we're learning and they're learning. And they ended the day the event playing very, very well. Um, so shout out to our D5 line up and coming. A couple of our sponsors, Delta Paintball Field, they're huge. That's where we play every weekend. And without them, we wouldn't be able to have a field. Um, they, they do a great job. Maven's Paintball, Virtue, giving us the best loaders in, in the business. Uh, Sandana for some great headbands and head wraps and Jersey. all that good stuff. Jerseys, our, our sick jersey jerseys with the flying skulls on them. I'm right there. Uh, Wasteland Paintball for having us out there. X Factor for having us out there. And Outlaw um, up in Austin having us out there as well. Um, F45 just for keeping us fit every day. If you need a good workout, go out to F45. In your 45-minute workout, you won't regret it. There it is. All right. So that does it for our show. Uh Thank you all online so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to go follow Texas Demolition. That's at Texas Demolition on Instagram. Also, you can go follow these guys' accounts at 
Munoz double underscore for Taylor uh, at uh, and I saw two different Instagrams for you, Brandon. So I assumed I got the correct one at B dot Linaldi. Perfect. And then uh, Victor does not have Instagram, but just uh, tag his wife and uh, he'll see it. <laughs> also follow our uh, Instagram, the Texas Demolition Instagram. Yep, there and it is. I'm there right now for a sandana or a venom wear head wrap, headband. So if you just go on there, comment, tag three people in it and like our or follow our page and you have a chance. We were, we're like 46 people away from doing that giveaway. Ooh, there it is. So if you're interested in a headband giveaway, go to Texas Demolition on Instagram. Uh, you said comment, share, tag three people. Yep. Uh, tag three people. And uh, just like our or follow our page, and that gets you in the, the giveaway. So we just have to get to 500 followers. Once we do that, we're giving that bad boy away. All right, y'all, you heard it here. So get that in there. So, what other guests would you like to? Would you guys like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on YouTube.com/slash at in the pits paintball podcast. Recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. I'm going to give a shout out to my partner and sponsor to your subscribers on Patreon, FU Athletics, Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, Compete, Bem Raps, Skull Monkeys Paintball, Hydra, XCPL Events, Uno's Jerky, Mariachi Aguilas de Oro, and Pod Runners Union. Uh, so we will see you all next week for episode 62, where we're actually going to have a completely different episode format. We're going to do a roundtable discussion uh, where instead of featuring individuals, we're going to get a couple of people together and talk about like a subject. So this one, this first one is going to be about building a brand within paintball. And we're going to have JC Lamone of Uno's Jerky, Ryan Brand of San Antonio X Factor and Project, and then Brian Wolf of Verbal all getting together. Uh, so some top minds from uh, inside the paintball scene, inside paintball culture, but doing very different things. So uh, we're going to hear all of their perspectives. So y'all be sure do not miss that episode. It's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah. Pat says uh, shout out bunker fest. And uh, he says, let him know when to collect the handband. He's get, he's, he's confident that he's going to get that one. There we go. We got you. All right, y'all. So we will see you next week. And uh, Taylor, Brandon, Victor, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.